Where will Jonathan Taylor play football in 2023? We're talking about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty football podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is sponsored by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Follow Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, back from Steelers camp. Back in in the friendly confines, how how was camp? It was great. Um, happy to be home. I mean, camp is super cool, and a lot happens, and the nightlife is fun, and all that good stuff. But dorm rooms get a little old, and sleeping on a plastic mattress got really old. And so uh, it's good to really be home. fast, right? Yeah, 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 hundred <laughs> percent. Well, Matt, we're going to talk about uh, at least one of the Steelers later in the show, but we've got to start with this news about Jonathan Taylor. This 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 drama just keeps going and going, and we got uh, the report late on Monday that the Colts have now given Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade to find a trade partner. Uh, of course, this this stems back to uh, frustration with. Uh, his contract, frustration with the Colts' ownership and and comments that were made. And all along, at least to me, this felt a little bit different than Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Taylor didn't just want a new deal. It, it really felt like he wanted out of Indy, and it's mostly because of, uh, because of the ownership, Jim Ursay there. So, so let's get right to it. The Schefter report is that... Uh, Taylor can now seek a trade. Uh, Stephen Holder, great beat uh, beat reporter for the Colts, followed up on that and said the Colts will be looking for a future first-round pick or a package of picks uh, equivalent to a first-rounder. So this is the talk that we love. We don't usually get Mm -hmm. it this late in uh, in the NFL year. Matt, where where could Jonathan Taylor be playing in 2023? Well, I doubt they get a first. But if it comes out that they want a first, maybe they get a second and a fifth or, you know, conditional right. second okay. or something like that or a future pick or something along those lines. So that would make sense. I mean, I think it's pretty clear the Colts do not want to invest in a running back. And that's true for a lot of teams that have elite running quarterbacks, you know, like the Eagles, you know, do we need two great runners when we're not going to have, even have him as a featured, you know, ball carrier necessary, you know what I'm saying there. Um, but in order to trade for him, you got to trade in and you got to sign. So it costs a new team, two things, which that can be sticky in this league and not always worth it. So I wrote down about 10 teams, but wow. here's my, here's my top two. I have, Two, and then I have like eight teams with question marks by him. Miami and the Chiefs. Yeah, I think I think these are the first two that would come to mind for a lot mm-hmm. of people. That, uh, of course, both of them very interesting. Uh, neither of them 
have invested heavily at the running back position, especially the Chiefs. I mean, uh, well, I guess that's not fair. They they do have former first rounder. Yeah. yeah, they got a former first rounder on their roster, uh, at least currently. But that obviously hasn't worked out. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, the other backs there in contention for the Chiefs. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is going to be a, a major upgrade from those guys. He's going to be a major upgrade for most running backs in the league. It's a similar story in Miami. It looks like Wilson and Mostert are are kind of sharing that lead role for now. Uh, Devon A-Chain has been a disappointment so far, uh, not really even in contention to, to see a major role, at least early in the season. So uh, that team, and, and we know how much uh, Mike McDaniel loves to run the ball and, and how well that running game uh, how strong that running game was last season, Jonathan Taylor on that team would be unreal, unreal yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. mix with the, with Tua, with the receiving uh, options there. That would be a fun one for sure. Do you think these teams are, are willing to give up? Let's say that second and fifth or a second and a fourth, something like that. I mean, we, maybe, yeah, we have no idea. Both are, yeah. both are ready. I mean, the, obviously the chiefs are, perennial contenders, but feels like Miami is ready to take that next step. And uh, maybe they view Taylor. Yeah. Maybe they view Taylor as a guy to help them get there. Um, He would, he would be fun on either of those teams. I'm interested in the other options you came up with because I had a hard time. I had a hard time getting many more than, uh, than the chiefs and dolphins here. So who else, who else is on your next tier? Okay, two little notes on the Chiefs and Dolphins. I was just looking at salary cap space. Miami's cap next year is a nightmare, and the Chiefs' cap right now is about the worst in the league. So, but okay. we know we can move money around. Um, do we just spit all these out, or yeah, one yeah, by let's, one? Uh, hey, let's let's hear them. We'll, we'll, okay, here's three right now, all of whom are very tight on cap space, and that's the okay. Bills. The Ravens, which I threw out just because Dobbins is a free agent after the year, and the Vikings. All those teams are really tight on cap space right now, though. So Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo seems happy with James Cook, but he's obviously not a sure thing uh, there. Very different than Cook. Yeah, very very different than Cook. And honestly, Cook would be a a nice compliment to, uh, to Taylor. Um, that would, that would really shake things up as cook has been a player, uh, dynasty managers have been investing in Baltimore, mm-hmm. obviously with their history of, of strength in, in the running game would be a nice landing spot. You almost wonder, I mean, maybe we're getting too deep in the fantasy football, uh, weeds here, but you know, what if it's JK Dobbins and a third rounder for Jonathan? Yeah. Yeah. Taylor? Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I don't think that's crazy. It is a little bit fantasy-ish, but that's not crazy talk. Well, Dobbins is not happy with his deal either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that I don't know. If, I don't know if the Chiefs, uh, excuse me, I don't know if the Colts want to take on another unhappy running back. And Minnesota, of course, it's it's uh, it's the Madison show there for now. And again, now. Taylor would be a clear upgrade over uh, over him and everybody else on that roster. All right. Bills, Ravens, Vikings. Let's hear some okay. more. Chargers, with the assumption mm. Eckler's only there one more year. And again, okay. very different than Eckler. I mean, again, these are question marks. Sure. And okay. then 
these four teams are very cap friendly. Like, well, I'll start with one Cincinnati. They're cap friendly right now, but they haven't signed Burrow yet. So, and they did just kind of bump mixing up, but I don't think that's a long term keep. So, what do you think about Chargers and Bengals? And then I got three others. Yeah, I think it would be it would be rough for the short term, uh, mm-hmm. one way or another. Obviously, we're hurting Mixon, we're hurting Eckler, and, and Taylor himself would be hurt with either of those landing spots. I don't think Cincinnati makes sense because of what you mentioned. Yeah. Burrow Chase needs a deal. Higgins needs a deal. Uh, they're going to try to keep that core intact, in uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be surprised by by that one um the chargers another aggressive team certainly don't mind to move picks i mean they've they've already got their guy if they're gonna pay a yeah, running back it He's feels younger. like it would be austin eckler and yeah uh, uh, not that much younger though and as you kind said, of a dynasty trade where you <laughs> right trying trying to buy buy a couple of years right yeah. um as you said it's not just are they going to give up a second rounder for him or, or maybe a, even a first rounder? It's the assumption that any team that trades for him is also going to uh, give him a contract. Remember Jonathan Taylor has the uh, he's got the option to basically seek out his team right now. Um, so any team, I mean, maybe that means we can eliminate teams that are uh, teams that are rebuilding. And, and I would think he would, yeah. uh, he would not go to a team with that established running back like the Chargers or or even the Bengals. So I have three more. Should we do it on the other side of the break? I'm kind of lumping these ones together. Yeah, yeah. This is this you've given us a lot to think about here. We will hear the rest of these possible JT landing spots, and we'll do that next. So Ryan, you mentioned training camp. So how about this? Training camp ended Thursday. My wife was leaving for a week Saturday morning. So I get home Thursday night, basically have 24 hours with her before she goes. However, Guns N' Roses was in town on Friday and I wanted to go. And a bunch of my friends were going. I threw it out to her right away. Hey, we got one night here. Let's go see GNR and have a good time. And concerts aren't really her bag. I'm like, all right, well, then I'll just hang here. She's like, no, go, go, go. So last minute, I'm like... How am I going to get tickets to this thing? So I found out our new buddies here at game time are phenomenal with this stuff. And boom, me and my buddy Billy were down at Guns N' Roses that night, took the wife to breakfast the next morning, sent her on her way. Everybody was happy. So it was great stuff. And a lot of things stand out with game time. I mean, they're easy to find and buy tickets for all the events, especially sports, as you can imagine. You get images of the seat views, which was really cool. We get down on the floor. Flash deals and last-minute tickets as well. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, stuff like that. So game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals, and I'm the epitome of that. Forget planning in advance. Game time says deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, on and on and on. Uh, The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, they'll credit you 110% of the difference. It's unbelievable. Uh, So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL. That's exactly what I did. 
20 bucks off your first purchase. So I got 20 bucks off my GNR tickets. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Super easy to do. Redeem the code. Locked on NFL. 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Matt, we're talking about Jonathan Taylor today, who has been given permission to seek a trade uh, by the Indianapolis Colts. We're, we're trying to find some possible landing spots here. We've got mm-hmm. Miami and Kansas City, you mentioned, and then we had to dig a little deeper. Buffalo, Baltimore, Minnesota, maybe even the Chargers or the Bengals. you got a couple others to throw out. Who else? These three are all similar in that I don't think of them as contenders, which I'm sure he would prefer to go to. And you would think this is a contender type deal, but they have a lot of cap space, all three of them, and they have young unproven quarterbacks. And I think when you have a rookie quarterback or whatever, I might be a little more willing to invest in a running back. You know what I mean? Like let's make this guy's life a little easier. And that is Washington. Chicago, I don't love that one, and the Panthers. Yeah, I knew the Panthers were going to be on there based on what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, it's it's so tough. We're trying to get in essentially into the mind of Jonathan Taylor here and think about what his priorities are. His priorities might be money. His priorities might be finding a contending team, a winning team, or it simply could be anybody who's going to get me out of Indianapolis. It could be that. And if, if it's that, then teams like Washington, Carolina, those teams kind of come into play. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you get the sense from kind of watching this from an outsider perspective? Do you get the sense that is he actually going to get traded? And if so, how quickly does this happen? I don't know, but I bet it, I'm going to say yes. And yes, I think it, I think it gets done. I don't think they want to invest in him. I think they want to get every pick they can. And I bet it happens in the next 10 days. I mean, there's that long stretch between the final preseason game and opening day. I mean, so there's a lot of time to get this done. I'm going to say it does. And I just think he wants to get out of there. I mean, I think that owner isn't for everyone. Moving over to the dynasty side of things specifically for a moment, Jonathan Taylor's current ADP from dynasty league football is 17 overall uh, and the RB six. And as you could guess, those numbers are significantly lower than they have been in uh, not only months, but years. We go back to December of 2020. That is the last time he was outside of the first round. He was 19 overall in the RB 12 back then Um, also the last time he was outside of the top five running backs which he is now so uh, his redraft stuff is falling heavy too oh absolutely and yeah yeah I really uh I mean it's tough to buy Jonathan Taylor now it's tough to go against that um kind of that default mentality that has us concerned about players like this but again this is the lowest lowest we've seen his value in in years now and he's going to play in 2023 whether it's for the Colts or you know what seems like like a likely uh ending now is that it's for another team he's going to play he's still going to be fine we have to worry about that injury we have to worry about you know maybe even learning a new offense but this is still a very very talented running back oh yeah and you know you're getting him for second round uh startup prices 
that's a player that I'm I'm trying to shop for and I'm trying to buy when I can. One hundred percent. I just think he's one of the two, three best runners in the league. Yeah, very fair. Matt, we are going to transition now while we wait for this Jonathan Taylor trade. Maybe it maybe it happens before uh, before you're even listening to this episode. We'll we'll see. Uh, but we're going to transition over to. Uh, some preseason talk. We had week two of the preseason this past weekend. We want to talk about some winners from week two of the preseason. And Matt, we've got to start with Javante Williams. Just just mm-hmm. that he was on the field, I think, makes him a winner uh, in the preseason. Uh, played pretty well. Shared that role with uh, with Samaje Pirine. Actually caught four balls. That was pretty impressive. His he, his usage in the pass game. Um, I would expect at this point that this is going to start out as some type of committee, but it's pretty obvious here that if they're both, uh, if both fully healthy, that Javante Williams is the more talented back. I know that um, we've both been really concerned about, about him as a dynasty asset. It was a, uh, it was a tough injury. It wasn't just the simple ACL, multiple ligaments that, that he was dealing with. So I think we talked about this a little bit ago when uh, when he got fully cleared. Are, are you buying back in yet, or you, do you still have some mm. reservations, some hesitations when it comes to Javante Williams? Well, I remember doing a show with you, of course, pre-injury not that long ago, where we were throwing away around the idea of, is he running back one in Dynasty? Yeah, like I, I mean, right. that's how high I am on the player, when he's right. Yeah. I never would have thought in a thousand years he would even get on the field in preseason and like redraft rankings. I have him very low and subject to change. Obviously I didn't do my homework, but I am tonight. I haven't watched his game. I saw the box score. I've heard reports, but I haven't watched it with my own eyes. I want to, but I have a hunch. This is going to be the last time we see him between now and the regular season. And you know, I mean, I'm just hesitant. I mean, we saw how Dobbins started last year. This is a really bad injury. And if he's the outlier, I think I'm willing to get beat. You know what I mean? Like, I can't invest right now. Yeah, that's really where I am as well. I'm I'm not ready to buy, uh, especially at what we can expect to be some increasing prices. Uh, I mean, everybody is going to be looking at that and viewing that obviously as, as a good sign, a step in the right direction. Let's move him back up the rankings. Let's draft him uh, around earlier than we would have last week or a couple weeks ago. So I think we can count on Javante Williams dynasty value to increase and i'm not ready to pay the new high price so i'm i'm with you um i i honestly don't even mind still investing in samaje p ryan if there's any kind of discount there i was thinking that too because i i think p ryan is just fine you know what i mean yep and coaches love the guy he blocks he does everything you know Absolutely. We've got a couple more uh, players to talk about who we consider week two preseason winners. We're going to do that right after this. So I've told you about eBay Motors a lot, and our our partners there have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer, who I strongly suggest you check out his podcast. Vinny does great work. But eBay Motors is, you know, they're bringing us some of their best fantasy picks of each week. 
Vinny and eBay Motors. Uh, whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny picked out for us this week's eBay guaranteed fit picks of the week. And I like this one a lot. Calvin Ridley. I am buying into Calvin Ridley in a big way. And I think this is the lowest you'll get him for a long time. But if you're looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts, who will spark his new team's offense and also help you speed the victory, then use a luxury pick on Jaguars wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Uh, Ridley has looked sleek during his first camp in Jacksonville and ready to rev up again after his time in Atlanta, taking full advantage of riding with rising Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. So I am all in on Ridley. It sounds like Vinny is as well. Um, the With the eBay guaranteed fit and over $122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right now at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. I mean, they have air filters and batteries and taillights and shocks and struts and everything you could possibly get. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what parts you need for your vehicle the first time. So go ahead, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating it if your ride needs a little fixing up, because now you'll know you'll always be set for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For parts and accessories to fit your vehicle, you just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. We're talking preseason winners based on week two's action. We already mentioned Javante Williams, who is back on the field in week two. Great to see him back. Matt, I told you I had to ask you about a Steeler. It's it's mm-hmm. Jalen Warren. You probably knew uh, what was coming there. Warren continued to kind of mix in with the first team. Not, not quite a, a 50-50 split by any means, but... Um, getting some first team touches with those starters and then broke off that long touchdown run. So you've had a, a up close and personal look at, at Jalen Warren and Najee Harris over the past couple of weeks at camp. And, and uh, you've probably seen the talk in, you know, in the fantasy community that, sure. uh, that Warren's role is going to continue to increase. How do you see this and what are you doing with Jalen Warren from a dynasty standpoint? I can tell you exactly what he's doing and he's a really good player. He works hard. Team loves him. And he is the third down back. I mean, when it's second and 12, Warren's going to be out there. Harris isn't. If it's third and six, Warren's going to be out there. Harris isn't. They're going to have very defined roles. Of course, he might get some early down touches as well. You know, Harris needs a break or a series here and there. But their roles are pretty clear. Harris is going to be the early down workhorse. Warren is the third down back. Now, I do think he's all of a sudden one of the premier handcuffs in fantasy. Cause if, if Najee were to go down and he's had a lot of work over the last couple of years, Warren's going to be a certainly plug and play starter for fantasy. Of course, his touches are much more efficient than Harris's. Who's not a very efficient running back, frankly, but he's, his life's also easier. You know, he's running draws on third and eight. He's not trying to get two yards against a stack box, you know, in Baltimore mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. but he's a very good player. He's an excellent receiver. Like, if you look at some of, like, the PFF underlying stats, his receiving stuff was, like, McCaffrey-like last year. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying he's that good a receiver, but he, he, he has some 
really impressive metrics. And the play that he took to the house was perfectly blocked. And I think someone got like a fingertip on him, you know? (laughs) All right. So you feel pretty good about him. It sounds like uh, Najee Harris is the running back 11 in DLF ADP this month. So he's back up in that RB one range. Uh, he's ahead of guys like Ramondre Stevenson, Travis Etienne, Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams, who we mentioned earlier, Derek Henry. So knowing what Harris's role is going to look like this season, do you feel good about him as that low end RB one, or is that too high? Uh, you just named like five names that he's above. I think I would have him over two or three of them, not all five, you know, like I okay. like him more than ATN or Henry. I think I still like Jacobs better. I definitely like Ramondre better. But he's used a lot. He's going to score a lot of touchdowns. He still hasn't been tapped into as a downfield receiver. But trust me, watching practice, he'll run some wheel routes and things like that like he did at Bama. Yeah. Are are the Steelers going to score a lot of touchdowns? That's the question. Preseason sure looks like they are, dude. (laughs) Something they didn't do last year. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, we're we're hopeful because we like a lot of those guys. We like both of these running backs, uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, Pickens. A lot lot of pieces there that we need to find the end zone this year. One more Steeler Uh, note, though. Sure. If you look at last year, they were the healthiest offense in the league and really only about six skill position guys, even like Zach Gentry, were on the field. This year, Austin, McFarland, Warren, Allen Robinson, Washington, more people are going to see the field than this, the five or six from last year. So that makes the okay. things a little thinner, I bet. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Matt, let's finish up here with some rookie talk because we saw good news from a lot of rookies, whether it was uh, impressive uh, play on the field uh, during uh, during week two. Some of these guys even sat out, kind of got that veteran treatment, which ultimately is good news for them. Um, l- let me rattle off some names and you pick out one or two that you would like to focus on. Sam Laporta did not play. He's one who's Uh, basically locked in as the Lions starting tight end. Michael Wilson, Cardinals receiver, Luke Musgrave, Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, Tajay Spears, Jonathan Mingo, JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Jaden Reed. Uh, I would say stock up for really all of those guys based on what we saw this weekend. Did one or two of those guys stand out to you? It's a great list. I mean, we could go in depth about all of them. I'll just pick out a couple. I think Michael Wilson is really interesting because, I mean, he's like a prototypical X receiver and they don't have that guy. So he might see the field a lot, not to mention that they want to develop all the young talent they can. Um, He's, I mean, I'm going to have a hard time starting him in week one, especially with that quarterback situation, but you don't have to squint too hard to see him being a viable piece for the next couple of years. I love Tank Bigsby. I own him everywhere. I'm sure I've talked about him a lot here. I think he's ATN. We just talked about Najee. Like I went Najee over ATN. I think Bigsby might be the back to own there even this year. Mm. And I think Tajay Spears looks tremendous. Just watching the eye. He really does. Yeah. 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 Spears is is not taking Derrick Henry's job by any means, but Mm -mm. uh, at Henry's age and with the workload he's had throughout his career, I mean, we have to kind of face facts here. This this could be his last year in Tennessee. This could be, I mean, maybe maybe last year was his last year as a high-level running back. Um, you, you I never think he could trade at the trade deadline even. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Spears is, is certainly one to invest in. Uh, I, I like the Michael Wilson call as well. The best part about him is he's still the cheapest guy on this list. If you're mm-hmm. doing a late rookie draft, he's probably falling to the third round or maybe even later. So uh, a great guy to invest in uh, even as the season nears. I have a hard time believing I can come up with 24 rookies. I'd prefer over him at this point. Like, I, I may even consider like end of the second. Yeah. 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 That's going to do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at locked on dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL and I'm Ryan MC 23. We'll be back next time with more locked on dynasty.